Speaking about new adventures, uh, changing changing course, I guess. Uh, Robin was talking about getting ready to move house and, and keeping things interesting, staying on your toes, I guess you could say as well. He's doing it all the way from London. Uh, but But... We do it every day in different ways. And that's what I want to talk to you about now, the psychology of change. Have you ever embarked on a, I guess, a change of direction or a change of pace, made the decision to just, you know, toss it all in and embark on a new path? It might be a relationship-related career, moving overseas, like Robin, moving around, even retirement, or in sadder circumstances, even grieving a loved one, a abrupt change, whether planned or otherwise, can be, I guess, a punch in the guts for a lot of us, whether we've chosen it or not. So the question I want to ask is how do we best arm ourselves to cope? James Carroll is a psychologist from North Brisbane Psychologists. He's here to help you and I puzzle through this. Thanks for your time, James. No worries at all. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Such a pleasure. Now, I, I want to start, we're talking about the psychology of change. So I want to ask about a, a deliberate change of direction. I've had a few in my time where you sort of, you, you pump yourselves up, uh, yourself up, I should say, to, to commit to something new, you know, be it a career change or a move overseas, and you feel like you're ready, but your stomach's still tying itself in knots. Uh, what, what's going on there? What can you explain about what, what's happening internally when we're ready for something, but we're not quite ready? Yeah, look, there's there's a few factors. It's you know, change is not easy. We are definitely creatures of habit, and we like our you know structured routines. When things change, and you know, there's some unknown variables, our brain really just uh, it takes that and runs with it. It can take something that you know overall might be a really positive thing, like a, you know, a move to another uh, state or country, or even a, a move to a different suburb. Mm. And it can then start really just catastrophizing about, well, okay, what's going to happen if this happens, or what if you know this happens and this goes wrong, or what if I've spent all this money and it you know doesn't work out? Yeah. And we we do that because we want to try and control a lot of the unknown variables. We want to have some sort of sense of control over what to expect, what we're going to have to go through, mm. and the challenges that we might face along the way. So I guess um, a few steps back from that, what what is What's happening inside of us when we decide ourselves, when it's in our hands and we decide to make a change in our life? Are we bored? What, is there a greater power at play? What's, what's going on there? Could be uh, due to boredom. It could be, you know, feeling of uh, being trapped or stagnant. We often like to, you know, feel like we're growing personally or professionally. So we make those changes because they're going to lead us to a better opportunity or a better situation in the future. And humans are, you know, we've, we've got that inner drive. Um, mm. We want to sort of better our situation and ourselves. So we do put ourselves in uncomfortable situations because if we didn't, we would just stay the same the whole time. You mentioned earlier, James, um, in your first answer, talking about the, the, the trepidation, I guess, and the hesitance we can have despite thinking we're over the line with the decision to make a change, um, sometimes that can lead to us, I guess, backflipping and, and staying put, not, not making the change. What's, what is happening uh, when we are talking ourselves out of a big decision like that? Yeah, often our brain, it, it wants to try and protect us from some sort of harm. It wants to tell us that we're, we're safe and we're comfortable. And it can do that in a way of placing a little bit more 
I guess, weight on the negatives of an, uh, you know, a change. So let's say if we're moving overseas, well, our brain might sort of really prioritise and place a lot more weight on the, okay, well, it is going to cost a lot of money. I am going to lose my main sort of social support base rather than, you know, focusing on or at least creating a more even balance of positives and negatives. So Mm. placing the extra weight on the negatives can really impact, you know, our decision-making and, then it comes along with the whole, you know, host of anxiety and, you know, the feeling nauseous, feeling, you know, stressed out, really uh, tense muscles and your mind's just racing a million miles an hour, but not really helping you to find a solution. It's just sort of holding you in that really uncomfortable space. I've, I've spoken a lot about procrastination and I guess that can lead to sort of making a decision, changing your mind making it again, changing your mind again, going back and forth. That, that doesn't it, – it can't be healthy for us, I guess, when we're, we're going to and fro about a change decision. Yeah, procrastination is just another form of avoidance where, where we're not actually solving any problems. We're just avoiding it because then that avoids the anxiety that comes along with actually actioning something. And when we action it, you know, yeah, there might be some positive outcomes, but it also comes with a, oh, okay, well, we actually have to face the things that we've been fearing now. You're hearing from James Carroll. He's a psychologist from uh, North Brisbane Psychologists and, and talking about equipping ourselves and understanding what can go on uh, when we're dealing with the psychology of change. Uh, James, I'd like to talk about, I guess, I've seen this with a few people in my own life, um, the void of retirement. Um, you know, I I guess going from being busy and having that sense of purpose, whatever it is, to to having that stripped away, um, how does it affect us when when we suddenly don't have a professional purpose anymore? Hugely, uh, to put simply. It affects us so much and you see it in sports people, um, you see it in people that, you know, do a, a very sort of stable career for a long time and then when they retire... They, one, lose the structure within their week. They lose the structure that helps them get up in the morning at a certain time, to go to bed at a certain time, have meals at certain times. You uh, mentioned purpose there, which I think is absolutely bang on. Um, Losing that sense of purpose really affects our ability to have that motivation or drive to better ourselves. But it can also make us feel quite ostracized and isolated because, well, we're not the person who we used to be. And it ends up leading to a like a, a grieving process for a lost version of ourselves. I had a a, a big bold plan, James. And this is back in you know early 2019. Uh, my partner and I had an overseas moved planned, all booked, all ready to go, and then uh, this thing called uh, COVID took over, and obviously it didn't happen. I, I'm wondering, can you puzzle? through what, what happens inside of us when we the power of sort of making these changes and decisions is, is taken out of our hands? Yeah, well, I mean, this big unknown variable came across and, you know, as we know now, a couple of years down the line, it affected so much. Mm. And at that time, it was very scary because, well, we didn't know what lockdowns really were. We didn't really know about restrictions of movement and, you know, whatnot. So losing that sense of control over this thing, especially when you and your partner had put so much control and effort and thought and time into this decision, yeah. it can leave us feeling very helpless and somewhat hopeless, especially when, you know, there was no sort of, okay, COVID's going to last, you know, a month, two months, or, you know, is it going to last 100 years? Yeah. It isn't a known sort of valuable there, a variable, I should say. 
And can we better equip ourselves to not feel this way? Yeah, definitely. I like to think of um, uh, most people would be familiar with the sort of fight and flight responses that we experience when we're feeling quite stressed, overwhelmed, anxious. And um, when we're in that sort of peak part of the fight and flight where, you know, obviously COVID comes, you've been forced to hold back on all of these plans that you've just put effort into, you want to really sort of stick to, you know, grounding strategies, deep breathing, things like that can really help you sort of come down from that peak level of anxiety and stress. Mm. And then once that sort of comes down and you're able to logic your way through it a little bit more, you want to start thinking about, okay, well, you know, it could be as simple as a big pros and cons list of, all right, well, okay, pros and cons for this move, pros and cons for that, and then a bigger pros and cons of, okay, which one's the right one? And, you know, there is no perfect answer. It's never going to be a, yes, you do this, or yes, you do that. It's always going to be, well, there's going to be some pros, there's going to be some cons, and it's about weighing them up more evenly evenly than our brain wants to do. Our brain wants to place weight on the negatives to keep us safe. But if we just sort of pull that back and put a little bit more logic into it, it can make a much more fair argument for why we're, you know, choosing this certain decision. That's that's so beautifully explained. Uh, James Carroll is uh, a psychologist from North Brisbane Psychologists. We're talking about the psychology of change. James, you've, um, you've been great. Thank you so much for your answers. I want to ask you one more now. Grief. Uh, we all get sad, obviously, when we lose someone we love, someone we know. What else is this doing to our body and mind, and, and is it even possible to grieve healthily? Yeah, it definitely. There's sort of two, you know, there's inappropriate grief where it just absolutely you're distraught and it, you lose all sense of function and ability to look after yourself, you know, to progress in your sort of, you know, personal roles, community roles, things like that. But death is a, a very normal part of life, unfortunately. Um, and there is a helpful amount of grief where you really want to celebrate the relationship that you had with that person, celebrate that person's life and, you know, accept that they're gone, but also understand that they aren't truly gone from, you know, your mind or, you know, your connection with them that still exists, mm. but you can really respect the relationship you had with them, but also be able to move on in a, in a positive way and use that as a, a bit of a guide in that, okay, well, I see that, you know, this person that I really cared about has passed and I really struggle with them passing, but I can do something that I know would make them proud and it can be this really sort of fulfilling moment of I'm going to do this for this important person in my life and make sure they're, they're looking down on me and, yeah. and feeling really happy. Beautifully said. James Carroll, thank you so much for your time and insights on ABC Radio.